0: This is the Genuine Joy Podcast, where we dig deeper into how we attempt to find true happiness while navigating life.
1: We're your hosts, Matt and Kelsey, and we're bringing you 100% organic and sustainable amateur advice to brighten your day and maybe even help you look at the world a little differently.
2: Hi,
0: and welcome back to the Genuine Joy Podcast. On this episode, we are talking all about self-care, our favorite thing in the world. And we have a wonderful guest, Melissa Brody. Melissa, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: So good. If you guys probably don't know out on the internet, but Melissa and I went to elementary school together back in Valencia days (laughs) (laughs) and all through high school and everything. And I just reconnected with you because I think I saw you post on Facebook or something, the Instagram you started. And I started following immediately and was like, this is incredible. You're doing great things. It's all about mental health and I'd love for you to to jump in and kind of tell everyone a little bit about it yeah, and even, you
1: even just seeing your your Instagram posts and everything I was reading um a few of them and very helpful and funny yes. at the same time thank
2: you <laughs> thanks
1: <laughs> yeah got a lot of joy reading it
2: <laughs> yeah thank you so much um Kelsey I was thinking that um I think we did Girl Scouts together in like kindergarten yeah yeah, yeah. so long ago. <laughs> crazy yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, it's been so great to reconnect with you. Um so I have been working, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I work in San Diego mainly with adolescents and young adults, anybody struggling with depression and anxiety and um I started this Instagram account just kind of like a I mean on the topic of self-care, it was a little bit of a self-care uh, activity for me, just something fun, um, way to post funny memes, um, talk about mental health. Uh, so, so yeah, it's been really fun for me.
0: That's so great. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about how you like decided to become a
2: therapist and that whole
0: like journey?
2: Yeah, I think, um, while growing up, I think I was always just really, fascinated by human behavior Um, even just (laughs) wanting to understand my friends and my family and I knew I think I kind of knew from a young age like I wanted to not only be able to understand people but figure out a way I can help people and um, so when I was in college I was deciding between either nursing or psychology and to become a therapist is not easy. It takes a long time. Um, but I think it was, I think it was like the right path for me in the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's so awesome. Um, I'm sure as a therapist, you just have it all figured out now. Do you feel like that?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. I know everything, right? No, no, no. Um, (laughs) no, it's, uh, you know, I think being a therapist is acknowledging that you're imperfect, but you have, you know, you've, you have a lot of education and you have a lot of training, but you know, we're all human. Like, I think that's the number one priority for me whenever I, I meet with people, like people understand that I, I am human and I don't have all the answers and we're not all perfect and um, nobody really has it all together. Yeah. So that's, it goes along with the whole Instagram account, reminding people that, Hey, we're not, we're not perfect. Yeah. I love that.
1: So at what point did you decide to make this Your career path,
2: becoming a therapist. Yes. Um. So I I graduated uh from San Diego State in 2011 and then what was that?
1: Go Aztecs.
2: Go Aztecs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. And then I took I took a year off and then I think just some you know self exploration. I decided I wanted to go back to school and um yeah I went and got my master's from Chapman in Orange County that took three years and then yeah it takes it takes a while to like earn your hours and um so yeah I would say probably been working on this since 2011.
0: Yeah I know it's it's so much schooling and stuff that goes into it but it's yeah it seems like a really good career
2: once you're in it. (laughs) Well the the cool thing about uh, so I'm a marriage and family therapist, but there's so many different, like, so many different populations you can work with. Like, I think people hear the name marriage and family therapist, and they think, oh, you work with couples. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only, I mean, that's only part of the work. Like, you can work with couples, you can work with kids, you can work in rehab, you can, I mean, there's so many different places you can work with, or so many different people you can work with. Yeah.
0: And I mean, a big reason we want to talk to you today is because... Well, we have been working on our self-care actively now that we're parents.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: we have to schedule and talk about um, for each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like the word self-care, though, gets thrown around a lot. Yes. And, and many different ways, and it looks different for everyone. So I'm really
2: curious for you, like, how do you define self-care? So whenever I talk about self-care, I, I define it as anything you do that revitalizes you. So, like mind, body, spirit. So anything you're doing, that's recharging you. I, I think people think like, Oh, self care is doing face masks or, or uh, like, I'm gonna watch my favorite TV show. And I think binging Netflix is like really fun and really good. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's like the best form of self care. So um, I think of self care as is what what recharges you so is that like reading a book is that going outside is that connecting with others I think of it like whatever is whatever activates the like the mind body spirit yeah definitely so um I
0: talked about in another episode with Matt. We had one all about like our marriage and our relationship, and we talked mm-hmm. about these four questions that we ask each other every night to like check in with each other that we started a couple months ago because just with kid, like the day ends and we're drained and haven't talked to each other, and it just you know, <laughs> Yeah like situation. Oh my gosh,
2: yeah. <laughs> so you can only imagine.
0: One of the questions we ask is like, "What are you going?" We ask the other person, "What are you going to do for self care tomorrow?" Because we realized there was just days when or many days, months that went on that we never took that time to recharge. And so now, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I really want to go surf in the morning. I was like, that's great. You go, I'll take care of Ruth. And then, you know, in the afternoon, I want to go for a walk by myself and listen to a podcast or I want to like, just have that alone time, which is really important mm-hmm. for all of us. Um, so that's kind of what we do. What do you do personally? I'm curious.
2: Well, well, first of all, you guys have like amazing communication to be able to have those discussions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> good job
1: it's taken a long time to get there it took a breaking point (laughs) of course
2: to get there but we're there (laughs) (laughs) You have to break down before you can build back up maybe exactly yeah so um yeah i think for me huge a huge part of self-care uh so what i do for self-care is um connecting with others so whether that's like spending time with my husband or friends um you know, I'm a big, I'm really into comedy and humor. So um, for the past, oh my gosh, I think eight years, um, I do improv down here in San Diego. So I, I'm a performer.
1: That's and awesome. that is a
2: huge, awesome. thank you. Yeah, I, that's a huge source of self care for me. i um, just somewhere where I get to be silly, and I don't have to think about work and um, just make people laugh is really, really fun for me. That is so cool. I,
1: so now you're part of a group. Like, how does it work? Is you just put your name in a hat and you know, okay, it's your turn to go now, or how does that, that work? <laughs> um, I'm picturing who's my yeah, so... anyway, as well. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, if uh, if you're ever in San Diego, um, there's a theater here called National Comedy Theater, and um, there's different um, teams. So I'm on the main stage cast and we perform Friday and Saturday nights at our, our theater here in Mission Hills. So So I, uh, yeah, I started, um, I started like eight years ago, I was on the college team. So there's like different levels and I just kind of kept moving up. And so now, um, I'm on the main stage cast and so. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Oh,
0: wow, if you're listening to this and live in San Diego, you better go check yeah, that check out. It out. We're gonna do a, yeah, yeah. like a date night and go down there. It's <laughs> so mm-hmm. so awesome. Um, so stress is obviously like very present in today's society and I feel like the hustle and being, you know, on point and getting your stuff done and waking up early and doing all this stuff is like seems to be glorified. Um mm-hmm. and stress can cause so many problems. I've been there myself. And I just wonder, like, is there, do you have like a top tip for lowering stress when you're talking to your clients or is it just different for everybody?
2: Yeah. So I think, yeah, everybody glorifies like the hustle and like working so hard and we don't prioritize like rest or relaxation enough. Mm -hmm. So the way I think about it is, um, you know, our body is divided into different nervous systems and we have we have two nervous systems. So one is called the sympathetic. And that's, you probably remember from high school, like the fight or flight, right? So like, if you feel like you're in danger, your body is prepared to to survive, right? So um, you have that and then you have the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's the one that's responsible for uh, relaxing you. So if you're dealing with stress, that fight or flight gets triggered. So all these stress hormones get released. So the way to combat that is to activate that parasympathetic nervous system. So anything you're doing to activate this like uh, rest and relax response. So what I tell my clients is doing anything that will activate that. So like deep breathing, mindfulness, um, any type of physical activity. So that's, that's kind of the way I like to think of it is what, what are you doing to activate this rest and relax response? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely. So from your clients uh, talking with all these different people, is there kind of a theme or like, I don't know, something that sticks out to your mind that's been helping people lower stress?
2: I think a big thing that people don't do enough is practice self-compassion and give themselves a break like, I think people are stressed. And then on top of the stress, they are judging themselves for being stressed. And then I think that creates more stress. So it's like, this, this vicious cycle.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, especially today with like social media being so present, I know you work with a lot of younger adults and Mm -hmm. stuff. Do you find that being like a huge reason people are stressed, like comparing themselves to other people?
2: I definitely see that. I think a lot, I mean, I I work with a lot of young girls and I think they're not only seeing like images of, of, of people and they don't even, those people don't even look like that, right? Like everybody's using apps and filters. And so people are comparing themselves to an image that probably doesn't even exist. Like that's, that's not even real. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I think the other part is people compare themselves to Um, or, or people worry about like, Oh, the number of followers I have, or like the number of likes I have. So, um, yeah, I think what I talk a lot about with my clients is like, is that again, that self-compassion piece, like how, what do you like about you? Like what's, what's going well for you and, and trying to, to stop that self-comparison. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Seriously. I mean, it's just crazy, especially like, you know, my job is online now And Mm -hmm. I both, I I follow a lot of other bloggers and people because, you know, it's like a community of bloggers and you help each other out whatever. And some people I'm like, I don't want to follow you anymore because you are either. And sometimes it's nothing they're doing. It's just like, yeah, they put on a good filter. They do their makeup and hair every day. And they're a mom of four and they seem to have it together. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how on earth do you do it? And I'm so overwhelmed with one. And it, you know, everyone has these, but I feel like I, it's just overwhelming some days but you know that they are stressed out too and they have their own stuff and I try to tell myself that and repeat that over and over again
2: yeah well p- but people don't post I mean a lot of times people are posting their highlight reel oh. like you're not seeing you're not seeing the the hard times yeah I've totally oh my gosh I've unfollowed a ton of people I think the more I continue to work on myself and learn about okay what's really important to me um, a lot of the work I do in therapy is I talk about values and what's, what, what's really important to my clients. And so I feel like if you have like a really solid understanding of what's important to you, then when you go on social media, you're like, you're either going to unfollow a bunch of people or you're not going to be as bothered by it anymore.
0: Right? Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking about this right now with looking at Matt, like I think about this all the time and I'm wondering, Matt, do you ever feel like that? Like, as I feel like it's a labeled as a girl thing but I'm, I'm sure it happens with guys too like comparing yourself to people online
1: uh yeah i mean of course it, i think everybody does it regardless of gender yeah um you know but i follow some people who are constantly traveling and i'm thinking oh man that's awesome i want to travel more yeah. but mm-hmm. or the guys <laughs> the guys who are working out 24 7 and are shredded like man i want a body like
0: I don't
1: want to work out 20%. Yeah, I don't have the time to do that. Um, but it just doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Cause I, I know what, I, like you said, most is I know what I value yeah. and it's, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, kind of like, good for them. Yeah. That's cool. But I'm over here and I'm going to do my yeah. own thing. <laughs> Cause that, That's it happy. doesn't make me happy <laughs> looking at, at that and being, you know, judgmental on myself. Yeah. That doesn't that, yeah. that doesn't bring joy to me. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, why why so waste why waste why waste the effort <laughs> why waste the effort in making that comparison when I can spend spending totally. time looking at other stuff that, that I'm like, oh that's cool, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean lately I've been I've been learning a lot more about um like intuitive eating and um diet culture and some of you know some of the negative effects of, of this stuff and I think people look at these bodies and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to look like that. Or that body looks so perfect. But then you think, okay, what, what is the, how long does it take to look like that? Like how much effort and energy does it take to have a body like that? Versus if you look at what you value, like Matt, I'm sure you really value spending time with your family and you're like, well, maybe I'm going to spend more time doing that than trying to look this perfect, have this like perfect image.
1: Yeah, and it goes down to values and priorities, too, because for me, my family is number one. Right. So I want to watch my daughter grow up, yeah. and there are certain right. things where I'm like, no, nope, my family's coming first. I'm going to do that.
0: And we love food. Like, I, I I have said this before, but for our wedding, I was in the whole counting calories thing, and, you know. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> absolute worst. Um, And I got down Mm -hmm. to like my, the lowest weight I had been at our wedding. I wasn't like crazy skinny, but I was just the lowest weight I had been in a while. And, um, Mm -hmm. but I was like, wow, I, we, the wedding ended and I was like, I'm never counting calories again. I'm deleting my fitness (laughs) pal from my phone. This is ridiculous. I hate this so much. And I'm definitely like 10 pounds more than I was at our wedding but this is the best 10 pounds I love it so much like it <laughs> I, there's something going around oh lot. you know like those five to 10 pounds are the the late night like pizzas and beers and all the fun things that you do that make life worth living yes it's,
2: yeah yeah it, that's so relatable I mean I did that whole thing too I got married last year too congratulations. And, um yeah what was that congratulations <laughs> oh thank you thank you yeah, I mean, I just I totally relate. And I think so many women relate, like, once you get engaged, you're like, I mean, how many, how many uh, things do you do you see? that's like shredding oh for God, the wedding, yeah. like, so much focus on your appearance. And then, yes, there was so much energy that went into it. I know, for me, too. And, I mean, it's just so much more fun to go out to eat and like cook. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what life is yeah, about. Definitely.
0: I feel like I'm finally out of place where I just don't care anymore about it. Like I used to just always worry about like, Oh, I don't want to wear a bikini. Cause like, I don't love this like little love handle that, you know, like analyzing everything. Yeah. Um, and like, we just went to Cabo and I didn't give one crap about what I looked like. That's amazing. I am so glad yeah. I'm finally in that place, but it takes a lot of time and work. And I know people ask me all the time, like, like, how do you get to a point where you can like eat healthy most of the time, but then go out and have beers and pizzas and do this and that. And like, how do you get there? And I'm like, I don't even know it's taken time. And honestly, I think for me having a kid and like going through the process of growing a human and all that stuff, like I, I appreciate mm-hmm. my body so much more for that, that I just, I, I, just, I don't care anymore. And I, I think it takes a different amount of time for different people and giving yourself that self-love and starting to just slowly, but surely not care what anyone else thinks. Totally.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think you brought up a good point, like appreciating what you what you do have, Um, if you're interested. So yeah, and also you make so so much amazing food like you want to be able to enjoy that and not have to restrict right. So I've been, um, I've been learning more about intuitive eating. And it was started by um, Evelyn Tribble. And it's been around since the Mm -hmm. 90s. And I when I was doing all this, you know, dieting and stuff for my wedding, like, I wish I would have known about this. Um, But it's, it's based on these principles about, um, like, acknowledging your hunger. And so it's more focused on like, how you feel in your body rather than your physical appearance. So I would encourage everybody to go check her out and um she's on instagram as well but it reminded me what you said about like appreciating your body like you gave birth to a child like how incredible is that and people focus on okay so you have a baby so like what are you going to get your body back like no yeah
0: I know. I actually have read that, book. I don't think I made it all the way through. But I did read it, um, and it's very—it's oh, yeah. amazing. It totally like helped me as well, kind of get to this point.
1: For those people who are listening who do not know about it, can you repeat who uh, wrote the book?
2: Yeah. So it's called um, it's called Intuitive Eating by um, Evelyn triple. and I think I'm saying her last name right. So she, um, it's. It's all um, like evidence-based. Um, there's been a lot of research on how um, diet culture negatively impacts us. So the idea of um, intentional weight loss is actually harmful. So a lot of these concepts kind of like really challenge the way we've been taught and uh, been told how to think. I know when I read this, I was like, "Wait, what? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to give that thought up." Um, but I mean, it's a lot of you know. She talks about joyful movement. And so finding exercise that you enjoy that's sustainable for you rather than working out and hating yourself, right? Or um, eating, eating, um, eating in a way that like nourishes your body. But if you also want to have a snack or like a treat, like let yourself have it and recognizing that food is just food and it doesn't have to have morality. Like there's not good food and bad food. There's just food. And so it's really, um, when you first read it, I think it ch- it's kind of uncomfortable because I think it challenges a lot of stuff that we've been taught to believe, but I think ultimately at the end, there's a lot of food freedom and, um, acceptance of your body and acceptance of yourself. And I think it's really powerful if you want to kind of check yeah, it out. And I, I totally relates to it in my opinion, how just children
0: are like when I'm feeding Ruth now. Like, they're naturally intuitive eaters. Some days she doesn't want anything, and some days she That's eats everything. That. And so it's yeah, just, like, and totally. it's so true, like, watching it firsthand, it's crazy. It's just, like, mind-blowing how, yeah, some days she just doesn't want even the things that she loves. You know, I, I make her this, like, cheesy bread that she loves right. normally, and she doesn't eat anything. I'm like, what's happening? What's wrong with you? It's like,
2: oh, she's just listening yeah. to her body because she's human. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she talks about in the book, like, once you give yourself, like, permission to have anything, then the this, like, novelty idea of certain, like, bad foods kind of wears off. So, like, she talks about, like, if you kept all the ice cream in your house, like, eventually you you probably just wouldn't care about it after a while because you know it would be there and you can have it whenever you want. So kind of like what you're saying with kids like kids kind of do the same thing they are like oh if I have access to it like oh, it's not that big of a deal to me but I think as adults we're conditioned to be like can't keep ice cream in the house if I keep it in the house what am I going to do with it and um not all adults I think just some people who have been who've struggled with with eating and dieting yeah and rest. I um am feeding Ruth I'm doing like baby led
0: weaning if you've heard of that it's just like where they feed themselves um basically from the beginning like no purees. So, awesome. so the bit the main like concept behind it too is like if you're spoon feeding and just shoving it into their mouth they're not going to be able to like know when they're done like when they, if they can just feed themselves they'll yeah. just stop when they're done um and the person I follow feeding littles is the gal she's um a dietitian and stuff and she has experience with eating disorders and stuff so she makes sure too and everything she talks about it's like when you give them a plate of food you know you can put a cookie on there and vegetables and meat and whatever they're going to eat and you don't say like you need to eat your vegetables first do that those are good and then you you only get a cookie once you finish that that sort of stuff she, like never do that because right food is food. Just right. put it in front of them. They'll eat what they want to eat. And if you don't make it this big, like the green right. thing is bad. I know it doesn't taste good, but you have to have it. It's like, we're going to have this terrible association right. with it. Um, it's exactly. just like, I feel like I'm learning so much about myself through feeding her, which is really cool.
2: So, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'll have to check that that person out for yeah, when, when I have kids. <laughs> I'll
0: probably really put that great. in the show notes and I'll send it to you. But, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah so awesome. clearly the Genuine Joy podcast over here. We're all about joy and being happy. Um, so how important do you think it is to be able to like take a step back from things and laugh it off? Like, I know that's what your Instagram is all about and just adding humor into the world is great.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's humor is really important to me and I think humor can be so healing when appropriate, but something I think we need to be careful about is the sex expectation that, Um, life is all joy and happiness. Um, And I think a lot of it is, but I think we have to remember that all emotions are, are okay. All emotions are acceptable. And I think if we tell ourselves, like, you know, you you see like good vibes only or positive vibes only, like, I don't think that's, that's realistic. Like, you know, we're human and we're going to experience a range of emotions and I think when you let yourself feel sadness, like eventually sadness goes away and then you can go back to feeling joy and happiness. But I think the problem that we run into is that there's this association that like bad vibes are bad. Like we don't want to feel those things. And I mean, sometimes it's, it's necessary to feel sadness or anger or frustration. Um, because then, then when you feel happiness and joy, like you, you, those, are, those feelings are so much stronger. Yeah um
0: yeah no definitely Does that make and sense? It's, it's, that's another big reason we want to start this podcast because i felt like on instagram people would always be like hashtag couple goals back to like matt and i like dancing in the kitchen or something or you know being like oh your yeah. life's great or something i'm like okay i really don't want that to be the, the, the vibe i send out because yeah my life is good but there's so many things and behind the scenes that you don't get to see in that that little clip on instagram um which is why like genuine joy we got we try to get in like we're being real about our joy and how we get there. Um, You know, we we had an episode all about hormones and how I was so stressed out at one point that I didn't get my period for a year, like because of stress, like that is a real thing. And um, you know, we talked about hormones and relating to stress and stuff like that, but it like mental health is so huge too. And I feel like, it's no one wants to get on Instagram and talk about how terrible of a day they had, or, you know, sometimes the days I cry, I just don't go on Instagram and maybe I'll talk about it later. And I try, yeah. I try to be as real as possible, but it can never fully come across. Um, just on Instagram and you know, you know, especially cause I, I never want to go on and be like, Ruth cried all day and then I cried and then I had, um, M&Ms and wine and you know, I just, I, I, I put it in there, but it's um, it's it's a very hard balance I found.
2: Yeah, I I think being authentic is um is a challenge for some people, but I think it, you know, being authentic and being vulnerable, like that's what connects you to other people. Like when you said just now that you know you you were crying and you ate M and M's, I'm like yeah. raising my hand, like yeah, I do that too. <laughs> and I think hearing other people. Um, I think hearing from other people that go through that stuff, like that's so relatable and that makes people not feel so alone. And that's, that's kind of why, um, you know, I started my Instagram account was to let people know like, Hey, everything you're feeling like those, the good days, the bad days, like that's so relatable. Like you're totally not alone. You're human. And that's normal. Um,
0: that's, I mean, I just, I love your Instagram for those who don't know, and whoever listens will follow after this, I'm sure, because it's just a bunch of funny things about just real life stuff. Uh, Matt was reading a couple before, and we were just cracking up because it, it is funny to think about like how some days it's just too much. Like, honestly, let's talk about last night. So yesterday yeah. I, Matt was working. I was with Ruth all day. She barely napped. She was in a good mood, but she's just like so much to entertain. Like she, I need to constantly be on for her. Yeah. And it's exhausting. And mm-hmm. I put her down. I got a little can of wine and we had, um these like those hazelnut spread m&ms they're these new ones they're so good um we got like those big bags and we there was like a couple it was like two large handfuls left that's a couple to me but you know um (laughs) i sit down with my wine and that and i finished it and i was like that was good but i think i need a popsicle now (laughs) i had a popsicle and then i watched the fosters and like cried because i just started watching the fosters if you haven't seen it it's like an it's one of those like ABC Family shows. Now, now Freeform. <laughs> you know, one of those shows is just like a, a oh teen gosh. drama that I'm just so in love with. And I just had a time for I myself. Like I, and I'm not saying you need to heal yourself with wine and food, but sometimes it really helps. You know.
2: <laughs> I think I 100% agree. Like you have to find what brings pleasure for you and i i totally agree for me it's um bravo it's housewives it's um oh my gosh what other trash do i watch i mean yeah. i just love all that stuff but that but i mean that's a little that i mean yeah, that's exactly. self-care it's, it looks me different too. every day and now Ruth is at school
0: right now mm-hmm. and that's just lovely like a little time to ourselves as adults um every day honestly it looks different for self-care for us but uh-huh.
1: so i i feel that in today's world there's such a focus on eating healthy and Exercising and focusing on, on that aspect of it, uh, I'm curious to know: should we be spending just the, the same amount of time on our mental health and trying to find peace and happiness uh, as we do with focusing on eating healthy and exercise? Well,
2: I think I think it's it's funny people think of. I mean, we, we hear mental health, like that term mental health so often, but mental health is physical health. Like your, your brain is part of your body, like, right. So, I mean, we have to prioritize the whole thing. And I think like, kind of like Kelsey was, Kelsey said, you know, that looks different day to day. I think what you do to take care of yourself looks different day to uh, day. Um, something I think that's really important is connection, I think there's a lot of talk about oh you need to to work on yourself and do all these things for yourself and I 100% agree but I think also how you connect with others like are you socializing with friends are you socializing with your significant other Um, again you know I think it goes back to to values so like what when I work with my clients like we talk about a lot about identifying what's important to you so is that family is that friends is that relaxation and then you know your you know you're feeling good when you're behaving in a way according to those values so like you know if i really um you know if spending if if my friends are uh, if i value friendship right so i'm going to be behaving in a way that honors honors that so am i going to be making plans with people calling them on the phone having conversation Maybe I'll get a if I see something at Target or like if you know something that reminds me of somebody I'll buy that for them. So I think that is a really good way to honor self care, honor your mental health, is by identifying what's really important to you. And I think we don't we don't mm-hmm. think about that.
0: Yeah, just take the take, take a minute, take time, and really think about that because I think it's easy to go through life and just be busy with work and all these different things and family and not take a minute. You know, you might think, oh, you know, five years ago, reading a book made me happy. And then you realize like, oh, I don't have time to read a book. And then you just don't think about, okay, what are my priorities here? So, and Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, just take a minute, you can pause if you have, pause the episode if you have to, think about those things because um, it seems like such a simple thing. Think about what's important to you, but it, it does take a little bit of time. Like even for us our self care, like when we have yeah. these conversations and when we started all these conversations about trying to fit it in more, I it took me a, a couple days and Matt too to really think about what we want to do that will bring us that that refresh button.
1: Um, yeah, it was a little soul searching.
0: Yeah, Matt's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, well, what what do I like to do? Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know,
2: right. Right. There's, um, I mean, online there's like value values, um, like checklists. Um, there's so many resources out there. I can, I can send you guys, some um, I can send something over. Um, but yeah, I do that a lot with my clients. Like we sit down and there's like a list of like a hundred values and we'll go through and we'll check, okay, which ones are really important to you. And there might be things you hadn't, you didn't even think about that were important that, um, you're like, actually that really is like, one that I see pops up is, um, like freedom. Like what, is, what does that even mean? So freedom can be like, um, so for like my young adults, like I value freedom. So some, maybe somebody who's living at home and they've, they've been, they've been scared yeah. to move out, right? Like, okay. So if you want to be independent, what, what steps do you need to take to, to live according to this value of freedom? So it's, yeah, it's things we don't normally think about, but it's really important. So and I think it's really helpful.
0: Um, and I know you work with mostly young adults, but, um, if, have you worked with people of all ages in your, in your career so far?
2: Yeah. So I, um, actually have worked the most with like younger kids, like elementary school, like kindergarten through sixth grade. Um, so I've done a bunch. I, I, worked um in non in a nonprofit for a few years and then I was doing private practice on the side and um so now now I mainly work with like teens and young adults but for a long time I worked with um little little ones and that's so fun um but it's just it's just a different type of therapy it's more like games and art and crafts and uh, I totally love that and and miss that too
1: it must be a little bit of self-care for you too to get into new arts and crafts with the kids right
2: yeah. (laughs) yeah oh my gosh yeah I mean I think it also depends on like you know what the client's coming for and what issue they're 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 needing to work on um but I worked in a school for a couple years and um it was called so the program we we taught was called dinosaur school and we had puppets um So I had, I had like my dinosaur puppet and I would go to classrooms and I would teach about friendship and bullying and mental health and feelings. And then, um, I would do groups after school and yeah, we would have songs and crafts and games and it's just, it's so fun to be able to do that
0: as an adult. Now that Ruth is getting to the age where she can like kind of play really, um i'm like so excited to do so many things when i when I went over and babysat my nephew a couple weeks ago and like he's getting into legos and i was like this is awesome. <laughs> Why don't i do this?
2: Yeah. I know. And you like rediscover things like you forgot from your childhood like different books or different toys and so, yeah. Yeah, when
1: i graduated so um from my <laughs> fire academy um and was employed as a as a firefighter my parents uh gave me a little lego truck, fire truck. Know, like a lego fire truck and it was the coolest <laughs> thing to get because it was as a kid i loved legos and i, I was putting it together I'm like man i forgot how much i like doing
0: this. yeah well <laughs> things like that too that just going to take your mind off of yeah. you know, like life you know like i got some adult coloring books lately like things that you can just do mindlessly
2: are so nice <laughs> you know and it's funny you say that because you say it's it's mindless, but I would say that's actually, that's a mindfulness oh, yeah, yeah, totally. activity. Yeah. So talking about things that, uh, activate that like rest and relax response in your body, like being able to sit down, focus on one thing, like you're actually being Amazing. pretty mindful I love that. I
0: have no idea. <laughs> Mind burn. Um but yeah like we were saying how you have worked with a bunch of different ages of people um do you notice a difference like generationally mm-hmm. of people and how they um like do I don't know if you've worked with any like older people but do you find that nowadays younger people want to get more help in mental health or older people do or is there any kind of differences in that if that makes any sense
2: Um I think I think so so I don't work, um, I don't work with like yeah, my parents age, <laughs> um, yeah. but I, I work mainly with, yeah, mainly like kids and young adults. And I think, especially among like my, the teenagers, everybody talks about going to therapy. Like when I, when I ask them like, oh, do your friends know that you're, that you're seeing me? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I have a therapist. She has a therapist. He has a therapist. So I think therapy and mental health, um, at least in the area I'm in um is becoming a lot more normalized and accepted and people are viewing it now as like you know if if you didn't feel well right you'd go to the doctor and nobody would think anything of it right so i really want to promote like if you're not if something's not feeling right like mentally like go see a therapist like talk it out with somebody it doesn't have to be this super scary thing it's just getting another perspective getting some tools Um, to deal with whatever's going on. And, um, you know, the other major issue that I see, I think maybe this is kind of what you're asking, like, generationally, um, is just the use of, like, technology. I think, you know, I think when we graduated high school, like, the iPhone had just come out. um, And, like, you know, we had MySpace and things like that. But I think this generation, like, we did not have to deal with a lot of the stuff that this generation has to deal with like Snapchat and Instagram and like um but while while still being in high school right and like cyberbullying and i mean i was you know i was at the elementary school and even like you know second third graders were dealing with you know they're playing video games online and they're meeting strangers i mean there's just so much um, that I don't think that yeah. we necessarily no, have I to agree deal with true. I don't know do I, I,
0: I worry for our children like I don't want to get her a cell phone until she's like in high school and even then it's just like it's it's such a, such a young age like when you're so self-conscious already about just like having braces or whatever it is mm-hmm. to throw in the mix of everything else I can't I honestly can't imagine being a
1: kid these days. yeah, there's just so much access to oh my the rest of the world. And you could, everything so is literally at your fingertips. Right. Like, if you're interested in one thing, and I'm pretty sure we all end up doing this on Instagram, but going down a rabbit hole, and then, yeah. you know, you're just exposed to so many so many different images and things. And it can it's scary sometimes because, you know, I can't imagine being a kid yeah. and, going and, through you that know- and being exposed to some things because when we were kids, we didn't have that degree of exposure. all of this and then and then with that comes the social pressure of okay I'm seeing a bunch of other people doing this maybe I should do this too which may or may not be the right thing
2: yeah right I I feel like I learned so much from the teenagers I work (laughs) with I feel like really old saying that now but um uh a lot of my teens will talk about like that they have two instagram accounts have you heard of that like you have your insta but then you have your finsta like a
1: fake instagram (laughs) so okay
2: yeah so i think i'm and i i i mean somebody out there correct me if i'm wrong but the way i understand it is like you have like your public profile so that's the one that looks like perfect and pretty and is like curated right and then you have your other one that's like only for your close friends so i think a lot of these teens are just under so much pressure to like have this persona or like portray this image of themselves and then yeah it just seems like a lot and from from what i gather from talking to them like i think yeah, cause you're managing two people and i think you're like a social media you manager manage for yourself. two people. Yeah. <laughs> right, for yourself. Yeah. And I hear this all the time. They're like, "You know, I sometimes I just I just think I want to delete the apps, but then I can't. How am I going to communicate
1: and with my friends?" I think yeah. if you talk
2: to a lot of And I Right. Ed, go on. Yeah. Yeah, and then you go, you go. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say it's just I think um you know, something else i have been learning too is like a I, I said something like, "Oh, do you do you text with people? Or you know, you can just if if you can't get if you can't get a hold of somebody by calling them, you could just text." Uh, they're like, "Oh no, we don't we don't really text." Well then, how do you how do you communicate? So everybody just communicates like through DMs or Snapchat. So it's just so different. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard so of, crazy. um people, and I don't know
0: if this is just on television I've heard this or this was the news or where I heard this, but that kids will like um delete photos if they don't get enough likes in a certain amount
2: of time it's oh my gosh just so sad. yeah I believe Isn't it, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah and go going back to like this the comparison and like self-compassion like if you if you like a picture of yourself like yeah who cares how many other people
1: like it as long as you're happy with it right
2: yeah and I
0: I can right. sense, ask you if Like I'm thinking about our future and, and people listening, if they have high schoolers or kids around that age, um, how, what do you even say to them to teach them that, to teach them not to compare themselves? Like, is there something you could be doing as parents to instill those types of values?
2: I think it goes back to like self-esteem and confidence and I think the way you build self-esteem and confidence is through accomplishments and doing things you feel good about and so whether that means like you know finding a sport or finding music or something like finding an activity you can try and um you know you don't have to be perfect but like just trying things I think a lot of people are so scared to you know if I try this like and I suck at it. Like, I, I can't handle it. I, I have to be good at everything I try. Um, I think it. that's yeah, kind of part of it. Just I mean, I to that. also can't imagine all
0: this, like, playing water polo all through high school and, like, barely ever wearing makeup because I was always in the pool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, it, like, forced you to never yeah, be right. able to look that good. <laughs>
2: and it, it was probably good for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're focusing on, I mean again like values like that was something that was probably really important to you so you didn't you didn't prioritize or value about these other things that are maybe yeah um, definitely I, mean, I know i I met Matt beautiful,
0: freshman yeah. year of college when we both played water polo and we were both living in the same dorm I'm like you saw me looking real haggard most of the time you must really love me you were beautiful <laughs> oh thank you very much Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, this has all been so interesting. Is there anything else uh, you want to just tell our listeners at the end of this?
2: I would just encourage everybody to uh, practice mindfulness and whether that's like spending time with yourself or doing coloring books, like discovering what's important to you and um, being kind to yourself, practicing self-compassion. I think we're, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. And so just to remind everybody, give yourselves a break. Like you're probably doing the best you can. And, you know, if you could do better, yeah. you probably would be, That's be doing a good better. Thing to take so. away. Um,
0: this has been so amazing. Thank you so much. Can yeah, you tell everyone you so where um, they can find out more about you and your Instagram and stuff?
2: Yeah, you can connect with me at, on Instagram awesome. at. we we'll links to all that stuff, together. and um, if you could send
0: over those those links you were telling me about, that'd be
2: awesome. Yeah, I can send over the um, the name of the book and the um, yeah, the values. So I do have one checklist.
1: more question for you. So, if somebody sure. uh, realizes that they want to get some help from somebody, should they go see? Mm-hmm someone with your title or is, is there a certain, where, where does somebody start to speak with somebody that can help?
2: Yeah, that's such a good question. So there are, um, there's a couple of different ways to go about it. So there are psychologists, there's marriage and family therapists, there's um, licensed clinical social workers, there's psychiatrists, there's, a lot of different people you can see. It really depends on like your specific issue, um, but you could either start by like talking to your doctor and um, getting referrals that way, talking to your insurance, um, seeing what therapists um, they cover, or you could go onto PsychologyToday.com and you can look up um, all different types of therapists. You can see like their picture, their profile what they specialize in. So like, for instance, say you were struggling with um, anxiety, right? So you could go on to psychology, psychology today.com and you could search like anxiety therapist and you could put in your zip code and then it will come up with a bunch of different therapists in your area that specialize in that. Um, and then you could call the therapist and it's really, it's, it's really finding a good fit. I think um, when I tell people about, you know, finding a therapist, it's a lot like dating, like you want to call the person, you want to talk to them on the phone, you want to see, like, does this person, do I get a good vibe from this person? Do I feel like they could help me? Um, there's a bunch of different questions you can ask them, like, you know, how, how do you think you would treat this issue? Um, but those, those are just some like, very, I mean, I could, I could do probably a whole podcast on just this topic alone, but um, that's probably a good a good place to start is either talk to your doctor, or um, you could go on psychology.
1: Thank you so one. much. Yeah, it's really a joy having you on.
2: Yes. Oh, one. Oh, thank wait. You. We have one. We more almost question. blew
1: it here. Yes, it so fun. One almost one. blew it. Oh <laughs> my
0: goodness. Here we go. Um, oh. <laughs> no. Every episode we talk about oh, no. um, with each other and the guest. Um, what brought you joy this week? So let's start with you. What brought you joy this week, Melissa? Or is-
2: what brought me joy this week? So I, um, I think I told you, I, we bought a house last year and we've been working on it and I have been, uh, we have a pool. And so I've been spending time reading. It's been really nice. You guys can come anytime you're in San Diego, you can come on (laughs) down. It's, it's been, it's been really nice. So yeah, what's brought me joy this week, I would say is reading outside with my dog by the pool. Uh, yeah, Matt, you, so you
1: go first. What about uh, Work this week brought me joy. Um, I've got a great crew, and um, I, people ask me how work's going, I say it's awesome um, because I wake up in the morning when I have to go to work. Not dreading going to work, but it's like I get to go to work because I, I, work, I work with some, some great people. That's so awesome. Um, I consider them friends as well. Um, so when I go to work, we, we get our jobs done. We do our work, but we also have some fun. So. I know,
2: right? That's so great. How many people we're, can say we're that? They're like,
1: lucky to love what we do.
0: It's a great. So- we're so so lucky. <laughs> so um, Kelsey,
1: what brought you joy this week?
0: So for me, hmm, that's awesome. Let's see, um, uh, as much as I, it pains me to say it, I think that dang baby shark song is somehow bringing me joy,
1: <laughs> even though it's been
0: done to death. Because I just got to the point where I turn it on, and Ruth like starts shaking her hips like I've never seen, smiles so big, and claps, and it's like immediate joy just like bursts through the room, and the song just kills me but her reaction yeah. is so cute and brings me so much joy so that that dang song is what's making me happy this <laughs> week
1: somehow <laughs> although you're gonna hate it when you want to get that in your head i know
2: i love it yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i hate to love it uh, okay well that love wraps up it. this episode
0: thank you so much melissa and uh, i hope everyone has a great and week Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at littlebitsof underscore
1: And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. New episodes will be out every other week.
0: We hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Keep, Keep it, it joyful. joyful.